things that we're very, very passionate about as a church is to build up the next generation of pastors. Uh, I've told you before that the, the average age of the North Texas Assembly of God pastor is 65. Now, there's nothing wrong with a 65-year-old pastor, but 20 years from now, they may want to retire. Uh, do you all still want to be working a full-time job at 85? Uh, I mean, I, I can if I need to be. Uh, and I, I, have a, I have a hunch that you're going to have a hard time kicking me to the curb when I'm 85. Uh, some of you may not be around. I don't know. But uh, you, you won't be here? Okay. Hey, you'll be rooting from heaven, right? Rooting from heaven. All right. Uh, but, but one of the things that we have to understand is if we want the next generation of pastors to be raised up, we can't wait for everybody else to do it. Uh, and so we have to do it. So today I, I'm, I'm excited. Pastor Justin is, is going to be bringing the word today. And if, if ever there was an example of, of building up from the bottom up, Pastor Justin's it. He came to us, uh, started as a, a youth intern. He had just barely turned 19. Uh, and he's not much older than that now. Uh, you look like you're three. I mean, <laughs> I'm just kidding. You shaved this morning. Okay. <laughs> After a week. Um, and so... You know, I'm really proud of of Justin. He's worked his his way through the ranks. And what was cool is uh, Justin never expected to be put in a a position of honor. He was always willing to serve. Uh, And that's that's something that you're looking for in a a young pastor that's going to make it a long time, that they're willing to do whatever they need to do and not worry about the spotlight. Uh, Because the spotlight uh, is not always the fun place to be. And if they can handle... The serving, if they can handle being behind the scenes, uh, they'll be able to handle being in front of people. And so I'm excited about the message that Justin has for you today. Uh, I did not give him an easy one. Uh, we're just walking through the Bible. And so today is a difficult topic and just is what it is. We start the Beatitudes. Uh, they should be called the bee punch you in the face because um, that's what it's going to be like the next three or four weeks as we walk through the Beatitudes. But hey, we don't do anything different here at Hope Church, so why change now, right? <laughs> so we just preach God's word, and sometimes the Bible says it's sharper than any two-edged sword. Uh, and so if it, if it cuts you today, it is what it is. And, and so Justin's special. He's like a wrestler. Um, he has his own walk-in music today. So y'all don't have to clap for him uh, because now coming to the ring, I'm just joking. <laughs> Now, y'all welcome Pastor Justin with his walk-in music. (laughs) Maybe. There it goes. Hello. How is everybody? <laughs> Try not to snort. Try not to snort. <laughs> I think there's beds placing around over here. If I... <laughs> so as you know, we're talking about money today. Everybody's favorite subject, right? <laughs> um, but I'm sure y'all know that, that theme song from The Apprentice. Not bashing the show. The song in general if you think about it, it's the anthem of our world. We like to be money-hungry people. We love to just talk about money, but we never talk about who 
whose money it really is. So I have these 10 reasons, 10 reasons of why people do not like to tithe. So let's get at it. Number one, it's all mine anyway. Why should I give? No, it's not. It's God's. Number two, I give elsewhere. Um, this is from an article, and it says um, this could be your child's Christian school tuition as a tithe. That's not a tithe. <laughs> uh, number three on the article, it says tithing is not in the New Testament. That's not true. Number four, <laughs> God will provide through other people. Um, that's a, you know, it says this person believes that other people will give to support the cause of Christ in their church. Number five, my gifts don't really count. That's not true at all. <laughs> um, but they think that, um, that their giving doesn't matter at all, which in a little bit, we, we know, I will tell you why it really does. Number six, I don't trust preachers. <laughs> but if you think about it, we live in a world of 2018 where, unfortunately, there's ministers that misuse God's money. Number seven, I only give to projects I like. This is the people that literally just give it to the youth department or just give it to the, you know, specific area. Uh, number eight, I have no control over my finances. This is what the article says my husband does. <laughs> no. I, like, I like how she laughs. <laughs> number nine, I'm afraid to. These people honestly fear what might happen um, to them or their family. There's number 10, but I'll get back to that in a little bit. In Luke 6.20, and started Beatitudes, it says, And he lifted up his eyes on his disciples and said, Blessed are you who are poor, for yours is the kingdom of God. Well, earthly riches are not the same as internal wealth. We should invest wisely. If you're not the richest man, if you are the richest man in the world and never give to God, you're poor. So what is number 10? Number 10 says, I will tithe when I can afford it. Well, research shows that the more money a person makes, the less percentage they will give. And if you can't afford it, you should. You are able to afford it. If a 22-year-old can tithe, (laughs) you're able to tithe. We are rich in Christ. So can God provide? That's the question. In Mark 12... Verses 41 to 44, I'm reading out of the ESV. It says, And he sat down opposite of the treasury and watched the people putting money into the offering box. Many rich people put in large sums, and a poor widow came and put in two small copper coins, which makes a penny. And he called his disciples to him and said to them, Truly I say to you, this poor widow has put in more than all those who are contributing to the offering box. For they all contributed, contributed out of their abundance. But she, out of her poverty, has put in everything she had, all she had to live on. That comes to my first point. How much are you willing to sacrifice? Because everything we own is actually God's. It's not ours. It's not about the amount of your gift. It is about the amount of your sacrifice. God sees what man overlooks. The, the big gifts were noticed by people, if you, if you realize that. But Jesus saw what no one else did. He saw the poor widow. He saw the humble gift of a poor widow put everything she had. That's true sacrifice. 
My second point, do you have faith to give God everything? And a quote by Richard Foster in his book, Celebration of Discipline, it reads, Simplicity is the only thing that sufficiently reorients our lives so that our possessions can be genuinely enjoyed without destroying us. When I read this, it showed me, you know, we're always on our phones. I mean, I'd be the first one to say that. <laughs> we're always on our phones. But if you go somewhere, say downtown Cleburne, you always, it may be off, but you always see someone on their phone. But the more they're on their phone, are they really realizing that they're not in this world, they're in their own world, and they're not paying attention that their possession is owning themselves or owning them. So every time we let something take a hold of us, such as money, such as drugs, such as technology, we don't understand that that possession is taking control of our lives. Um, something, um, Abigail, my fiance, he's beautiful. <laughs> she she likes to babysit a lot, and she, most of her employers are in here. Um, <laughs> and uh, she, she a couple of weeks ago uh, she got fifty dollars, fifty dollars, fifty dollars. But she she gave five dollars, and five dollars doesn't seem like a lot, but five dollars, five dollars. And I for, I kind of forgot what happened. What happened? And she got two thousand um, dollars. I guess not. For the wedding, for our wedding for, in a couple months. She, got, she gave $5 and got $2,000 for our wedding. <laughs> if you can't say God can't provide, then are you, are you allowing anything in your life to really hand, like, let God take care of it? Because if you look at it in, in, in deep of it, he gave Jesus to us. He died on the cross for us. He sacrificed himself. But every day we live, are we sacrificing anything, even the smallest about of anything? Because I love my technology. If you know me, I love my Apple products, just like Pastor Todd. <laughs> I love my Apple products. But I know full well that they won't be here with me in heaven. There's a difference between knowing they won't be, and there's a difference between liking it, loving it, and taking control of our lives where we're not in this world. We're in our own little world where we want Satan to just destroy us. So our, my questions are, what does this mean for us? As the band comes back, my first point, or my first question is, are you holding on to something that is not yours? Because ultimately everything is owned by God. And he loves us so much that he gave us this option to have faith in him. So are we able to have faith to just give $1? If it's $1, it's $1. If that's all you have, that's all you have. But I can guarantee you, if you give a dollar, he will give you triple that. All you have to do is have faith. Number two, do you own your possessions or do they own you? Again, I love my technology. But we should know full well that we, <laughs> there's a difference between liking it, loving it, loving it, and then letting it own ourselves. Number three, are you giving to the Lord the full tithe with, tithe with a full sacrifice? Are we being obedient? Are we giving with a cheerful heart? It's hard. And when I was a youth kid, I wasn't taught tithing. I wasn't taught, um, I wasn't taught the, the principles being like showing the example of how to tithe. 
you know, what, what's this all about is we need to teach the next generation our example. Because, like, in the new building we're having, that's the next generation that's going to be here when we're not here. So are we going to show that example that we are leading, or are we going to show the example we're not trusting Christ? Because if they're not going to trust Christ, it's probably not because of them, it's probably because of someone else. So as, the, as some of the pastors and prayer partners come to the altar in the front and the back, as we prepare for altar call, I just pray that I, I, I feel like some people in here just have some financial problems. I feel like some people need to know that trusting God is what we need to have. And we're not just talking about tithing. We're not talking about money. We're talking about sacrifice. Sacrifice is key. If we're sacrificed to do anything, we should sacrifice to know that Christ loves us so much. So let's pray. Dear Lord, I just pray that everybody in here just knows how much you love them, God. I pray that they know it's not about, it's not about money. It's about sacrifice. It's about knowing full well. If we want your word to reach the world, we must believe and have faith. And we must give in obedience because it's not our money. It's yours. And we thank you, Lord. I pray that everybody is just blessed abundantly, God, and that they will return home safely, return to work safely, God. We thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen.